Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Today we are finishing our study in the Gospel according to John. So we're going to be reading chapters 20 and 21. So chapter 20 deals with the resurrection. Um... Him appearing to his disciples uh, and to Thomas. And then chapter 21 is more of an epilogue um, by John. Uh, and just kind of like his closing statements on what took place and his motivation for writing uh, this gospel. And so I think you'll be blessed uh, this morning, we need to look at this stuff with fresh eyes. Um, sometimes, uh, because the death and resurrection is so important, um, it can become one of those topics that we've that we've heard and discussed so many times that we kind of just, in a way, uh, don't pay attention as closely as we normally would because we think it's a story or an event that we already know perfectly well but a lot of times there's a lot of little details and some things that jump out um, that can really bless you that you may have not have noticed if you just kind of approach it with a with some fresh eyes and so I pray that you'll be blessed this morning let's finish our study in the gospel according to John I'll be reading from the King James Bible this morning, chapter 20. Let's begin. The first day of the week cometh, Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre to seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Then she runneth, and she cometh to Simon Peter, and to the other disciples whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and that other disciple, and came to the sepulchre. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came first to the sepulchre. Please note, something I like to point out, this is one of those human elements uh, to the scripture that doesn't really it's almost funny to me. Um, the disciple, John refers to himself a few times throughout his gospel as the disciple that Jesus loved. And there's some theological debates about whether or not he's talking about himself, which I find kind of absurd because John will clearly explain at the end, uh, when we get to chapter 21, that he was talking about him, that he's talking about himself. Uh, so he identifies who the disciple is that, that Jesus loved as himself. But he points out, he it's funny to me that he goes out of his way to point out that he outran Peter to the sepulcher. Um, and it has no theological value other than just to say, hey, I outrun, I outrun Peter. I mean, listen to it. Peter, there, Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulcher. So they both ran together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came first to the sepulchre. Verse 5, And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. 
Then cometh Simon Peter following him, and went into the sepulchre, and seeth the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about his head, not laying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulchre, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. But Mary stood without the sepulchre, weeping. And as she wept, she stood down, stooped down, and looked into the sepulchre, and seeth two angels in white sitting the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had laid. And they said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? whom thou seekest. She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. And she turned herself, and she saith unto him, Rabone, which is to say, Master. And Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, Excuse me here, turn in the page. One thing interesting to note is we see here that Mary doesn't recognize him. She thinks she supposes that he's the gardener. Now, is this because, you know, she's just decided in her, because she knows in her mind that he's, that she saw him die and his body's missing. And so the brain just can't conceive that he's standing right there and that it's, that it's him. Or is his appearance different in some way after the resurrection? Interestingly, we'll see another situation like this um, when we get to it here in the, in the next chapter where Jesus is on the bank and he's preparing fish and they don't recognize him as far as his appearance. But then they realize that it is him. So just something interesting to kind of think about and debate. So he says, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father and to my God and your God. Verse 18. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had said so, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said to Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and he saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them, and whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. Okay, now real quick, we have to clear up some 
uh, doctrine here because this can lead to some confusion. Uh, verse 23, so verse 22, uh, Jesus breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, right? And then he goes on to say, If you forgive the sins of any, their sins, and have been forgiven them, if you retain the sins of any, they have been retained. So here just a, is a, just a little bit of commentary on that particular passage. It says, The verse does not give authority to Christians to forgive sins. Jesus was saying that the believer can boldly declare the certainty of a sinner's forgiveness by the Father because of the work of his Son, if that sinner has repented and believed the gospel. The believer with certainty can also tell those who do not repent or to, who do not respond to the message of God's forgiveness through faith in Christ that their sins as a result will not be forgiven. Continuing on, verse 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciple therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto him, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. So please note, first of all, let's not act like Thomas is, you know, he's known as Doubting Thomas, but let's not act like he's unreasonable here. This is a difficult thing to believe, right? You saw him arrested, he was taken away, beaten, killed. You know, it seems kind of fantastical that he would rise from the dead, right? So he's he's struggling to believe something he has no, that he has not seen himself, so he makes that comment. I can, I'm not going to believe unless I, I see this for myself, okay? Verse 26. Well, the other thing I want to note is you have Thomas who's doubting, but then you also have the grace of Jesus that follows that doubting. Verse 26, And after eight days, again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the door being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Please note, the scriptures are going out of its way to let you know that, hey, the doors were shut, right? So it wasn't like Jesus knocked on the door and said, hey, I'm here. He just appears in the mist and says, peace be unto you. Verse 27, then he saith unto Thomas, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach hither my hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless, but believing. Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Please note, does Thomas believe that Jesus is deity? What's he say? He says, My Lord and my God. Verse 29, And Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Now those last two verses of chapter 20 are important because John is now giving a conclusion and explaining why he bothered to write the gospel to begin with. Let's read that again. 
And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. So the first point John is making is that he did so many things that I couldn't even begin to try to write it all down. But, verse 31, but these, the things that he did write down, but these are written for this purpose, that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Verse 21. I'm sorry, chapter 21, verse 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberus. And on the wise showed he himself. There were together Simon, Peter, and Thomas called Didymus, and Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go fishing. And they saith unto him, We also go with thee. And they went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. So here he is, he's standing on the shore, but the disciples don't recognize him. Verse 5, Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? And they answered him, No. And he saith unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. And they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it in for the multitude of the fishes. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked, and he did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but it were about two hundred cubics, dragging the net with fishes. As soon as they were come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon and bread. Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land full of great fishes, and a hundred and fifty were there. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. And Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of his disciples durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing it was the Lord? So please note that's an important phrase. They don't recognize him on the shore. But they suspect that it is Jesus. And then when they get there, they know it's him, but they didn't want to clearly ask, right? It says, Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. Verse 13, Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus saith unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto them, Unto him feed my lambs. And he saith again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto me, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, 
lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved, because he said it unto him a third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Please note, this is not by mistake or accident that Jesus is asking Peter, Do you love me? three times. If you remember, Peter was, right before Jesus was arrested, Peter was like, even unto death, you know, I'm not going to forsake you. Jesus says, before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times, which he does. He even denies him with a curse. I don't know the man. And so this is why I believe Peter is grieved at the third time Jesus asked the question. It's kind of a reminder. Hey, you deny me three times. I'm asking you, do you love me three times? But I'm also giving you instructions. If you love me, I have a mission for you, Peter. Feed my lambs. Take care of my sheep. Verse 18. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou was young, thou girded thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hand, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. So Jesus is saying, Do you love me? Because it's going to come with a cost. I need you to feed my sheep. And the type of death that you're going to die in order to glorify God is not one that you would choose for yourself. Right? This is the hard mission that he has given Peter. And this would be very difficult to hear, right? I need you to basically give your whole life to caring for the church and you're going to have to ultimately give your life to care for the church and to glorify God. And his last statement is, follow me. So then Peter, a human being, naturally responds like many of us would. Then Peter, turning about, seeing the disciple whom Jesus loved, following, he's talking about John, which also leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, which is it to he that betrayeth thee? Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? And Jesus saith unto him, If I, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Verse 23, Then went this saying abroad among the brethren that the disciple should not die, yet Jesus did not say unto him that he shall not die, but if I will that he tarry till I come. What is that to thee? So John's making the point that, hey, after this statement, there was started to be rumors that I wouldn't die till the coming of Christ, but that's not what he was saying. He was just simply saying, what is it to you, Peter, if that's the decision that I make? Worry about yourself. John's wanting to make clear that that statement that Jesus made, people are blown out of proportion. That's not what happened. And that's not what he was saying. Two more verses. Here's where John explains that he is the disciple that he's talking about when he says, the disciple that Jesus loved. This is the disciple which testify of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. So, the disciple that Jesus loved is 
that so just a couple of verses before that, Peter turning seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved. John then confirms in verse 24, This is disciple which testify of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. Last verse. And there are also many other things which Jesus did. The which, if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. And that is the gospel according to John. I hope that I've done a good job of breaking down these scriptures for you over the past many weeks as we went through this gospel. I hope that you've been blessed. I hope that you have a deeper understanding of of, Je- of who Jesus is. Um, I hope that you have a better understanding of the disciples and what they've had, what they've gone through, and. You know, these these last two chapters are two chapters, like I said, that we typically just glaze over, but there's a lot there. John's trying to make the point that Jesus did all kinds of things that we couldn't even begin to explain to you, that we couldn't even begin to write down. John makes it clear that, hey, we struggled with this. Um, Thomas didn't believe that he he had been risen from the dead. Um, He gave Peter this impossible mission and let him in on his destiny right okay I think that's all I have to say this morning I pray that you've been blessed in the powerful name of Jesus thanks for listening and until next time God bless